Hi, friends, and welcome to the Midwest Mompreneurs Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Snellen, and each week I am going to be sitting down to share honest conversations, real resources, and the tips to help you navigate motherhood and building a business at the same time. Let's be honest, it's not an easy journey when you want to do both, but it is possible. Let's get to it. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be back. I sat down with Mary Euler. She is a Kansas City mom, a boutique owner. She is multi-passionate and she has just inspired me in so many ways. Today, we're just diving into what it's like running a brick and mortar retail business and how she is making incredible pivots to grow her brand, and at the same time, how she is focusing on delegating and growing a strong team. She shared something that really inspired me to connect with her, which was that in 2020, she wanted 80% of her business to be run by her team, and that this year, she is really making moves towards having 100% or close to that being run by a team. As women, as moms, I feel like society tells us that we have to do it all. We have to be fully present in our business and as moms. And the fact that she is focusing on building her business and growing a team to help her achieve her goals is truly inspiring. We're diving into all of that and so much more from how she delegates to what it's like focusing on the creative direction of your business versus doing all the day-to-day tasks. So get ready to listen. This is such a good episode and I'm so excited to dive into it with you. I am so excited to be chatting with Mary today. She is someone I have followed on Instagram, and then we randomly actually met at a Nicolin Suede event, which was so fun. And I have followed your journey. I love that you are so honest and transparent on your Instagram as a business owner, as a mom, and I'm so excited to be chatting with you. So tell us your background as a boutique owner, your brand that you've built, and everything that you are doing right now. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, So yeah, I actually was a teacher for seven years and I absolutely loved my career in education. But when I had my son, I definitely was feeling that, you know, that void in my heart where I just was, I felt like I was working all the time and we got home and I had an hour with him and before he went to bed and I wanted to be able to spend more time with him. So um, I started my boutique out of the spare bedroom in our home. And then um, it quickly grew within a year. We decided to open a, take the leap on a brick and mortar in downtown Liberty. And I actually had some friends that were leaving this space and kind of talked me into it. And it was a tiny little space. It really wasn't a lot larger than our spare bedroom in our house, but it was nice to get it out of the home to find that balance. And then um, just about a year ago, we moved to a larger space even inside. And so uh, we kind of just, you know, I started it from home and now have this larger um, brick and mortar, but we also do so much online as well. Yeah. So how long were you building the business before you said, okay, 
I'm going to go all in on this. I'm going to quit my teaching job. Like what was that process like? Because I feel like so many moms are out there like trying to make their side hustle into a full-time career. Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started all of this, I actually started um, in direct sales. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember LuLaRoe. I don't even know if it's around anymore, but I was like, I had a friend that was selling it and I was like, they were, the company was just getting started. And I was like, you know, this isn't like a huge investment compared to, you know, starting your own side hustle or you're starting your own thing. So um, I started it right after I had my son because I was like, like I said earlier, just really wanted to be my own hours and work <laughs> on my terms and be home with him. And um, I really worked it hard for about six months. Um, all of my spare time went into it. I really worked on building relationships with people, even via social media and doing pop-ups, things like that, so that I could make that extra income. And um, after about six months, we were like, okay, I, we can do this. Like I can leave. We're going to have to make some sacrifices in our budget, of course, but let's do this. And then within a year of leaving my teaching job, I was like, you know what? I think I'm, this side hustle was so great for so long, but I'm ready for my own thing. I want to build my own brand. Like, you know, there are going to be, when you have a side hustle like that, like there's so many great things about that, but there are always going to be issues. And um, I didn't feel like I was really connecting with that company anymore. So I was like, let's do this. Let's build our own thing. And um, with Freckled Lamb, I went all in from day one and um, I didn't have a huge following that followed me over from LuLaRoe to Freckled Lamb. And that was okay. I found my new following and my new audience and um, really just focused on them and building them, building those women up. So yeah, that is actually so smart. And I've talked to so many women who are moms and who are in the direct selling industry or network marketing or social selling or whatever people are calling it now. And many are using it as, you know, extra income as a revenue stream. And I've actually never heard anyone say, I use that. And then I realized, okay, I can actually create my own business and learning the ropes that way. And I think that's so smart. Like even for me, you know, I started in marketing, but I started by, um, you know, doing freelance projects and eventually built my business. So sometimes you have to like learn the ropes of an industry before you just jump all in, because I'm sure you learned so much about the market and fashion. And, you know, even though you weren't doing all of the things behind the scenes for that company, I'm sure that taught you so much. So I think that that is actually really, really smart. Or if women are kind of stuck in direct sales right now and feeling like a call to get out and to do something on their own, um, to follow that intuition. So tell us like you go all in on freckled lamb. How did you learn how to, you know, buy inventory and, you know, run a shop because that is a whole different skill set than being a teacher. So like, <laughs> what was that process like for you? Absolutely. You know, I think that I learned a lot of great skills in my teaching career that were, I was able to carry over into my business. A lot of leadership skills, a lot of just people skills, you know, and I, Honestly, I did so much research. I, I always tell people, you know, like go out and do your research before you call in an expert because, you know, there's so much out there that's so easily available. It's just readily available to you. And um, I talk, I did talk with a good friend who owns a boutique as well, and got a lot of great advice from her. But um, really, just kind of doing my own research. I am not 
like a numbers logistics type of person. I can put a really great outfit together and I can, I know which styles and brands to pick for my, for my following. Um, but you know, I also relied on some people that had other skill sets. So um, one of my good friends was really getting into marketing and, um, designing websites. So I said, Hey, can I pay you to build my website? Because that's just not something I'm going to be great at doing. My husband is a numbers guy. So I was like, sorry, babe, but like, <laughs> you're going to have to help out here too. And he was so willing to, you know, like, and I think that when you find your passion for something and you love it, like it just all kind of falls into place naturally. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. You kind of have to just like every single day, take a step forward, push yourself to learn something new. I mean, Google has been my best friend in my business too. And we can't always be experts in everything. So I feel like outsourcing is like huge. So, okay. You built this boutique online. How did you switch your client base? You said a lot of your LuLaRoe clients did not follow you. So how did you kind of switch over and attract this new client? Did you really hone in on who your ideal client was? I mean, obviously you live in the neighborhood that your store is in, but how did you really build that? Because so many people I feel like are not clear on their ideal client or maybe they're trying to chase everyone. So how did you really narrow in on who that was? So I really searched within myself and I had to ask myself, why do, why am I not connecting with LuLaRoe anymore? Why do I want to create this other brand? And a lot of that fell on, I was a newish mom and I felt like I had lost my sense of style and fashion. And I think that a lot of, you know, people might, a lot of people my age were having kids at that time. And I felt that like a lot of them felt this way, you know, and yeah, we could put on this outfit and feel really good in it, but did we feel like we looked great? You know, um, was it the trendiest option? Maybe not. And, um, so I really just, you know, having conversations with friends and sharing that story too, how it, what I wanted my boutique to be for me, um, uh, personally, I think people really just related to that and they just kind of started to follow. And then when people, I think when you're a business owner and you can connect with an audience, even if it's a small audience, they start sharing that because they're like, oh my gosh, this girl's got it figured out. She's, you know, she's feeling the same way that I do. And then they're sharing it with their friends who are also feeling like they're losing their sense of style because their body is different. And, you know, they want a really cute, unique option that they're going to feel good and they can get down on the ground and play with the kids in, but also, you know, go out with their girlfriends or go to work in. So um, really connecting with people, I think is how I built that, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, and I think it's so true that it's better to have a small but loyal community, especially on social media or in your client database that loves you, wants to shop with you frequently, wants to share their finds with you versus trying to build. We're so focused right now on building these huge audiences and hitting these large numbers and followers. But if you don't have followers that live in Liberty or in Kansas City or aren't going to be shopping with you because they have different style, then what's the point of having them as a follower? So I feel like that's really, really smart. Um, and I would be curious to know because you, you've grown the business, you've grown the boutique, you've gotten into a larger size of boutique and 
you know, 2020 was hard, especially in the retail industry. So how did you survive that? I mean, what were some of the pivots or things that you had to do to keep your brick and mortar business going? Yeah, um, I get this question a lot, actually. And, you know, as a business owner in 2020, I think a lot of us just had to ask ourselves, are we going to adjust and survive this? Or are we going to let our businesses fail? And failing wasn't an option for me. Um, I wanted my business to succeed. And so we were really faced with um, some hard decisions last year. Our baby was born prematurely. And, you know, we, I went back, I struggled with postpartum depression. And then I went back to work for a week and a half, which was an area that I felt like I was missing. Um, and then we got our business got shut down. Everyone's business got shut down about a week and a half after I went back. And then, you know, we had doctors saying like, we can't let your baby get COVID. And I'm like, well, what do I do? Like, and our county was one of the first counties to open back up in May and we waited until July and we just moved our business 100% online. That was the best that we could do. And, you know, I think in, during that time, when so many people feel isolated, we just, con I continue to build connections with my following. I have a private Facebook group and we would do like happy, virtual happy hours on there. And like we did a book club and things like that. And so many moms and women, so many people in general were struggling with their mental health. And I think they still are um, and feeling like they were trying to balance everything. And so I really just wanted to be an outlet for these women and I you know I think that you always just have to think about like what would somebody feel when they come into my shop they would have a girlfriend to talk to they usually would get a glass of wine so if I can get on a Facebook live and talk to these people for 30 minutes or do a zoom happy hour with my client base then they're gonna feel like they're connected and I really think that those connections helped our business survive last year and then on that same note, um, when we did open back up in July, I just had to say, like, I can't be there. I can't be at the shop. I can't let my baby get this virus. And it was, it was very scary for me. And we had struggled with infertility before that. And I didn't, I was like, we worked so hard for this baby. Like, we, we love her so much. We can't, like, what are we going to do? And it was like, do we close down the shop or do we just, do I let go of some control and let people run parts of my business that I've, uh, you know, held on to such tight control up for so long and so I let it go and I you know trained some employees that had been with me for a little bit on how to do different parts like how to do social media how to do enter inventory for me how to create tags just so really I don't run my store to this day I am there occasionally but I let people do it for me so and that was just an adjustment that we had to make to survive this and also care for our family Oh my gosh, this is so good. There's so much advice in here that I feel like we could dig into. But first, I just want to point out the fact that like, as women, I feel like our society tells us that we have to do everything. We have to be the house caretakers. We have to be the mothers. We have to be workers and bring in income. We have to do it all. And so many of us, including myself, always feels like I have to be present for everyone at all times. And it's just impossible. And the fact that you made the decision to create this business doesn't mean that you always have to be 100% there or the person that is doing everything. So I think that's just such great advice. And the fact that we feel, I don't know, I just feel like there's so much pressure sometimes 
as women. Um, so I think that that is incredible that you are also giving this opportunity to other people that maybe love those parts of your company and doing the inventory. It might not be your favorite part. You know, that's not the reason why you created a boutique is just to always be entering inventory. So I think it's when we start as mothers to let go of some of these other tasks to bring other people into our bubble. It feels really hard to relinquish control, but when we do, it creates beautiful things for our families and for our company. So I think that that's so inspiring. I also love from the business perspective that you talked about your Facebook community. I feel like right now everyone is saying Instagram, 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 TikTok. These are kind of like the hot platforms, but there's so much buying power in Facebook and creating these Facebook communities where you can have these conversations, you can host lives, you can um, share links directly that people can click on and buy. I think that so many business owners are putting all their eggs into the Instagram basket. And so I love that you shared that tip as well. Absolutely. You know, it's great. And we started our, we have like a public Facebook page, but we also started a private group when we first start, when I first started the business. And that's really just like that place where I can connect with people. And when we were doing this all online, that private Facebook group was really more of our community and that experience that they would get if I did have a brick and mortar store. And I think that so many people would agree that what they feel in that Facebook group, they feel when they walk into our shop. And I think that, you know, there are ways to build relationships in this digital age. And um, that's just been a really great platform for us to do that on. Yeah. And even though I do see in the future us being back in person and doing events and in person <laughs> being a part of our day to day again, I still think that because of everything that's happened that online and social media is still going to be powerful in businesses and how we operate. So I think it was so smart to like get on that train while you could and embrace it because it is just going to be a huge part of everything from, from now on. So something that you said that really resonated with me on your social media was in 2020, you had about 80% of your business was being operated, operated by your <laughs> staff, by your team, and you hope to have reached the goal of 100% maybe in the next year. So tell me like how you came up with this plan of outsourcing and delegating. And I think hiring is something that's really scared. I don't think a lot of women and female entrepreneurs talk about hiring and you know all the intricacies <laughs> there. So I would love to get your input on that and how you decided like, you know, this is the path I'm going to take. Absolutely. So I am clearly, you know, I have a couple of side hustles too. I'm, I'm a multi-passionate woman here. Like there are things I want to do. And um, with the challenges and the decisions we had to make in 2020, I really didn't have much of an option, but to start outsourcing some things. And there are some, even parts of my business that I'm great at, that I still do, that there's somebody better that I need to have take over that for me to get to the next level. And I just keep asking myself, okay, like I started this for my children so I could be home with my kids and make my own hours. Um, but there are other career avenues that I explore down the road too. And I think about in a year and a half when my son goes to kindergarten and my daughter is in preschool full time, like what am I gonna do? Because I've really built, I guess I've delegated these tasks so that I can focus on my family now. And so 
for me, the option is hiring the right people. It, the best decision, I guess, is to hire the right people to run my business for me so that I still have that revenue stream, but I can explore other avenues like helping. I'm so passionate about helping other business women get off the ground running. And I would love to be able to consult with female entrepreneurs at some point. That's not something I can dedicate a ton of time to right now, but in the future I would like to. And if I take over my whole business again and do these things that really feel more like a job, I'm not going to be happy with that. So um, I think finding the right people for your brand is so, so important. Um, I have been very picky in my hiring process, even just from the people that run my shop. Like, um, and I've hired a couple of people to do different tasks for me before, such as helping with social media. And I, the biggest challenge I have faced is losing my part in the business because I do want to have a little bit of part in there. Um, so I think that it's just important to find people that will kind of, that you work well with, number one, but also that can maintain the voice of the brand and just the passion behind the brand for you. Um, and that's going to be the hardest part with getting this business 100% run without me, I think. But those, the, those people are out there somewhere. I just have to find them. And I think that for me to explore other parts, the other passions of mine, it's just something that I'm going to have to do. And I, I love my boutique. I will always have it around, but um, I'm going to be ready to explore some other avenues in the, in the next couple of years. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I love that so much. I feel like there's so much so much great information there. And also like, not to just like slide over the fact that you talked about something that so many women experience too is postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, just overwhelm in general. And I'm sure that making some of these decisions helped in your, you know, mental health journey as well, right? Absolutely. Yes. Um, for sure. And, you know, it was really hard being home. What, we had our daughter early when we were moving to a larger shop. Like we had her a week before we were supposed to move. Um, but you know, it's just, I think that sometimes we have to have that chaos for these beautiful things to come. And it was such an eye opening year for me. And um, being able to just let go of some things really did help me with my mental health and to really be able I feel like 2020 was really the first year as a mom that I was able to 100% prioritize my family. If I'm being 100, if I'm being honest. So yeah. I think that we always say like, okay, I'm working from home or I have my side hustle or um, my business so that I can be with my family. But that doesn't mean that we always 100% prioritize them. And last year was the first year that I felt like I could really unplug and not feel like I was thinking about my business constantly and really just be present with my kids and my family. And it's such, when you succeed with that and have that feeling, it is, it's so good for the soul. And, um, that I, that's something great that came out of 2020 for us. Yeah. That's definitely something that I'm working on too. I feel like with Ford, when he was born, I didn't have anyone helping me 
really, I didn't have a solid team. I was, I didn't really take maternity leave and it was a really hard first year. And I look back on it and I think it had to have been because I was not asking for help. I was not asking for help in childcare. I wasn't asking for help in my business. And I think that when we open ourselves up to having help, it like creates a better experience for everyone. And I hope that in the future that, you know, as I make these changes in my business, that it can make me a better mom. And I already like have seen the fruits of that when, you know, he's in daycare and we can have present time when he's home. And I just, I think that it's really (laughs) finding what works for you and your family, but also being okay to say like, I don't have to do a hundred percent of everything. So I can give when it, I I can give the best of me. So I love that advice. So absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Hiring is really, I think one of the hardest things that I've gone through as a business owner um, because there's no guidebook and there's no one really that can yeah. teach you and you just have to do it and experience right. it. And I've hired people that have been not the right fit. And I've hired people that have been incredibly amazing for my business. And I love what you said earlier. Um, when you delegate some of these tasks that anyone can do, anyone is trainable or anyone that has that expertise can do, it opens up other parts of your business. So exactly what you were saying, if I'm delegating social media management to someone on my team, that opens up my calendar to do coaching sessions or one-on-one sessions or or podcasting or things that I just love and like fuels your tank. So I think that um, what helped me was writing down a list of every single thing that I have to do to run my business and then prioritizing what are the things that I'm terrible at, like accounting or whatever, what are the things I have to outsource? And then secondary from that, what are the things I would like to outsource so I can have more free time? And that, I think that that really helped me when I built my team. Absolutely. I think so too. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So how, okay, I am curious because I'm also multi-passionate. How do you feel about bringing in these other things that you're doing? You are very like on your personal social media, you're honest, you're sharing your day to day, you're mixing business, but you're mixing mom life, you're mixing your other passions. How do you feel like that either benefits or like, how do you feel like, how do you manage all of that on social media? Because I know for me, one of my biggest fears when I first started my personal Instagram was my clients are going to think I'm serious about working for them or, um, you know, there's just so much like doubt we can get in our minds when we introduce other things into our life because we feel like we have to fit into one category. Like I'm Mary, I'm the boutique owner, or I'm Catherine, I'm the marketer. (laughs) But like as women, as people, we have multiple interests. So how do you balance that? Because you do it so confidently. You know, I, my personal Instagram has always been more of an outlet for myself. And that sounds kind of selfish, but like, we've got to take care of ourselves. And it's a way that I connect with other people. Um, I love sharing, you know, business tips and things like that. And that's just something I can do there. So it's really more of an outlet for me, um, having that personal. Um, But I also think that it, again, it just helps build connections. And, you know, like I started this wine business in October and I was like, here's the deal. I was drinking the wine. I wanted a wine option at my shop for post COVID days. Anyway, like it just made sense. And it was, it's something I love and it's not a huge stream of income for me, but it's something and it's fun. And, um, I think when you just share that, that honesty, people really connect with that. And 
Um, I've definitely seen some of that carry over into freckled lamb. And the other thing about having a side hustle like that too, is that I learned so much like on the marketing set, like marketing now is so different than when I started freckled lamb three years ago. It's, it's constantly changing. And, um, so being in a company like that, you get to connect with other people number one, which is awesome. You get to network with them and you just, you learn so many new things. And I think that really helps me to balance it. And also it's just kind of one of those things too, that I, Freckle Liam is my top priority when we're talking income. Um, my personal Instagram and my Scotland seller business, those are, those come second and third. And I get to work those when I have time, when I am like, okay, well it's Friday. Like I'm basically off of freckled lamb for the next couple of days. Like I don't have a lot I need to do. So I can work my scout and seller business today and make connections with people. Um, so that's, I guess that's how I balance it. I don't know if that really answered it very well, but um, yeah, yeah it, it's all about prioritizing. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I feel like um, I'm hearing a lot of chatter about how everyone should just focus on one Instagram account. And I'm this, in the same boat as you where I have my business account that is strictly business. I hop on there, you know, once or twice a week mm -hmm. to show my face. But other than that, it is business chat, client work. And then I have my personal where it is like, who knows, it's a hot mess. There's no strategy. But <laughs> I think that um, I think when people get to know the business owner um, as a person, it kind of creates more of a connection of like, oh, Mary, I want to support her and her business. Um, and so in a way it is promoting the work that you do without being overly salesy because people are so turned off by promotions anyway. So if they can connect yeah. with the person, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's, I, I love hearing. People that. love that connection. People want to connect with people. They want to see like, okay, like I think they look at like the freckled Liam business owner is just like this boss babe that's just, you know, out there killing it. And then they come over to my personal and they're like, okay, this girl's a hot mess like I am. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. We can all do this. Oh, totally. <laughs> she's, she's real. <laughs> and I love that um, 2020, especially like kind of peeled back the perfection of Instagram or social media and was like, okay, you can be real. You can show up as yourself and not have to be like perfectly curated all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. Now, as you look, we're in a new year, as you look ahead, what are kind of some of your big goals for your business? What are some pieces of advice you feel like you've learned from the last year um, and, and running your retail business? I am ready to have a big year. I, you know, we talked earlier about how I've outsourced so many things to my team and, um, that has allowed me to focus on other parts of my business that I love. And one of those is, um, building my audience. I feel like I've reached uh, this market here in Liberty and that's great, but I'm ready to expand a little bit more and, um, reach a, a wider audience and you know a lot of that is going to be through social media we are really bringing pop-ups i am super passionate about helping other businesses get started so we're trying to host pop-ups at our shop every every weekend starting this spring which is so great you know everybody gets to cross promote but also it's my way that i can give back to um other women and help them grow 
So I, I really want to expand my audience. I would love to get the brand. I would love to get Freckled Lamb run without me. <laughs> um, I don't know if it'll be 100% by the end of the year, but you know, goals aren't always there to succeed. It's, you know, goals are there for us to start taking the steps to get us to where we want to be eventually and um, to grow our businesses. So I would love to see my business run without me by the end of the year. That's going to be a tough challenge. I think <laughs> just with the hit that we took last year, but also finding the right people the, ask, to run the aspects of the business that um, really have my voice in them that, you know, and to keep that voice of the brand. But that's yeah. the goal is get it run without me so I can start focusing on some other I love other that. things that I'm passionate about. <laughs> I definitely have taken that as inspiration for my own business too, because when you shared that, I was like, wow, if she can do that, I can do that too. And I've since added, I have a full-time employee and then someone that just started part-time, which is like a huge deal for me. I've been in business for seven years and for so long, I thought I had to do it all. But the beautiful thing of that is when you have people doing these operations for you, you get to focus on the vision. So when you say, I want to focus on building and growing, if you're in the trenches of like checking an inventory or checking people out, you can't always be, you know, doing that big creative thinking or like that strategy that only you have for the business. So I, I just think that that is so huge. And hopefully this will inspire people to dream bigger and not to feel like they have to have their hands in everything all the time. Absolutely. It can be done. I think that it can definitely be done. And, it, you know, hiring the right people is going to be the biggest thing. And people that are passionate about small business, like this isn't hiring an employee at Target. This is hiring someone to, or people to run my business. Like, it's my baby. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it'll be and fun. It'll be manage, fun to see how it goes. <laughs> how do you manage, like, communication? Do you still do, like, do you do Zoom meetings or how do you kind of make sure that things run without you? What is kind of that process for you? I'm just curious. So that is really training. We have a team. Most of our girls just work at the shop. We're kind of the ins and outs of being working in a retail space. But we have a couple that have really great skill sets. And a lot of it is really meeting with them in person and training them on it and gradually releasing those tasks to them. Um, we do have like a Facebook group where I communicate with everybody just about things going on and things like that. But um, I do like Facebook. I've done Facebook live trainings with them to train our girls like on how to do Instagram stories because that's huge. Like, like you should be posting on Instagram stories for me. And it's so great when they can go up there and do that. And I don't have to worry about that part about constantly being on my phone for freckled lamb when I'm trying to be with my kids. So, um, it, it's really just training and gradually releasing those things to the girls. Like there are thing, things that I could just be like, okay, like here's how you ship a package, go for it. That's 100% a task of yours now. For things like social media, it's more of a gradual yeah. release. Yeah, I totally get that. Like for me, it was definitely, it didn't like the first time you hire someone, you don't just like all of a sudden like say, okay, bye, good luck. It's, it was definitely a gradual process too. <laughs> <See you later. laughs> um, you know, for me, it was really helpful, like writing down step by step by step, every single task, what that system or workflow was, um, which I'm sure would be similar to what you do. And then 
we still do weekly touch bases um, and monthly meetings just because I feel like it gives that like sense of community and connection. And um, so anyway, I just, Absolutely. I always like to know how other people do it. Cause I think it's fascinating because, <laughs> you know, even if you're not running the task, I think that at least for me, my team, they want to know that I care about them. And so it's like doing these little things and having these little touch points um, that I think keep us connected and everyone invested in the same uh, brand mission, you know, which is my business. <laughs> so they're not going to be as excited, but I have to make them excited, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Um, and then the other thing that you said, which is so interesting and so smart, because social media has blown up in such a different way. Um, we can no longer just have one person running social media. And even though my company manages social media, there's so many hands in the pot now. And so I think that's such, such a great tip for if you're a business owner saying, I'm going to train other staff members to support on stories or support on these things. Because I will tell you, even though we are social media managed, that's a huge part of our business. We do like 75% of the work. We still rely on our clients to provide like 25% because we can't always be there or they can't always be there. And so it's truly a team effort. And when you get into that system and you know, like, okay, my staff, they're going to do two Instagram stories a week. And then I'm doing this visit or whatever. I just think that is when the magic happens with social media, especially from the business side, because it's a little harder to curate, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us, Mary, where we can follow you, um, how we can stay connected with you. What are the things that you are wanting to share as we wrap up this conversation? Absolutely. So you can follow my boutique at um, Freckled Lamb Boutique on Instagram or also on Facebook. And then Mary Euler87 is my personal Instagram and that's where I share a lot more of like my side hustle, my mom life, um, kind of the, my day in and day out business tips, those types of things. So come see me. I like to meet new people and connect over there. And definitely check out her boutique. There's so many cute things. So <laughs> well, I'm glad we could chat today. It was so great to chat with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Midwest Mompreneurs. I'm your host, Katherine Snellen, and I appreciate you so much. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at the Catherine Elise.